Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Latest national crime data for 2018, and you heard this on CHML News this morning. Data released by StatsCan reveals that per capita, Hamilton has the highest rate of police reported hate crimes in this country. 97 hate incidents were reported to Hamilton police last year, equating to 17.1 hate crimes reported for every 100,000 people in this city. The rate is more than three times the national average of 4.9 per 100,000 people. Out of a total of nearly 1,800 police reported hate crimes in 2018. Quebec City, number two on the list, had had 89 incidents equating to 11 reported hate crimes per 100,000 people. And you're thinking, well, what about Toronto? They have all these shootings. You know, there's a high crime rate there. What's happening with hate crimes in T.O.? Well, Toronto, with five times the population of Hamilton, reported 6.4 hate crimes for every 100,000 people in the city. Hamilton's at 17.1. And I think it's fair to say that Toronto is one of the most, if not the most, diverse cities, not only in Canada, but around the world. The numbers year over year have declined across the board in Canada, with just over 2,000 total police reported hate crimes in 2017. But Hamilton bucked the trend. Hamilton's going the other way. There were 91 reported in 2017, 97 in 2018. So what's happening here? Why the rise? Well, let's bring in our first guest here, Kojo Dampney, Manager of Programs at the Hamilton Center for Civic Inclusion, and he joins us now. Kojo, good morning. Yes, good morning. So I'm going to guess that you're not surprised to hear any of these stats. No, I'm not surprised at all. But when you hear them, it must be, you know, in your position, being a visible minority in this community, uh, it, 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 it's got to be troubling, disturbing, all of the above. Yeah, well, we've at the Hamilton Center for Civic Inclusion, we've always been troubled at uh, at many incidents that uh, that we hear about. Whether we have to go in and and talk to individuals or do training or suggest policy changes or um, or do some referrals, whether it has to be legal or what have you. So. We we know that uh, the numbers are actually under underreported. I would estimate that um, there's the numbers are actually 50 to 85 percent more than what was reported from the police, because these are numbers that come from the Hamilton police. Right. These are police reported hate crimes in Hamilton in Canada. The, the, the stats are only when someone reports an incident, but we know that many incidents, most incidents, are not reported. Exactly. So then that's, that's why um, I think those numbers are not even, uh, are not even accurate. So um, there's much work, much work to be done. I think in Hamilton there are other organizations that are doing the work. Uh, the Hamilton Legal Clinic has been doing work to address some of these issues. The Disability Justice Network of uh, Ontario are doing work uh, to uh, to address some of these issues. Some groups at McMaster University are also trying to address these issues. So there are uh, community organizations trying to um, address the issue of hate in our city. 
Um, but then doing that work, we are not we are not hearing from uh, municipal government and sometimes even provincial and and uh, and the federal government as well. So, what is the role of government in this equation? What should the province, the city, the federal government be doing? Yeah. So, for example, I think. If you look at Toronto, their city just adopted an anti-racism uh, strategy. So they have a designated um, department that deals with uh, anti-black racism in various institutions in the city. Dedicated, they're doing their work and they're using an anti-oppressive, anti-racism uh, framework to uh, address these issues. Um, in Hamilton, we don't have an anti-racism strategy although we have an, a Hamilton Anti-Racism Resource Center. But as you know, that's been on pause, and there's hope that the center would open uh, next year, probably in January. So I think municipally, those are things that could be done. I've also argued that uh, sometimes the municipal government needs to also take legal action. For example, we have Yellow Vest, um at the at the forecourt of City Hall every Saturday, they are there. There should be legal action taken on them. If you look at the history of uh, of hate crimes or hate speech in Canada, it's always been settled in the courts, right? So I think that that's another uh, avenue to uh, to address some of these issues. In the criminal code, it's laid out exactly what uh, hate crime and hate speech. Uh, is and so those are some of the avenues that needs that needs that we need to look at. Our opening guest here is Kojo Dantney, a manager of programs with the Hamilton Center for Civic Inclusion. We're talking about the latest national crime data for 2018 released by Statistics Canada that shows that per capita, Hamilton has the highest rate of police reported hate crimes. In this country, uh, 17.1 hate crimes reported for every 100,000 people. That compares to just 6.4 for every 100,000 in Toronto. So a huge difference uh, between the two cities that are separated by you know 70 kilometers of highway, give or take. You, you mentioned the Hamilton Anti-Racism Resource Center, uh, which uh, is now on hold. It was opened last year. Did you notice any progress being made, some positive steps through that facility? Yes. I mean, I think, yeah, there were some positive steps uh, uh, taken to to provide the support that's needed and the, uh, uh, the institutional pool in terms of trying to address racial discrimination, prejudice, and, and, and what have you. Um, but uh, we, just, we just, I think the city of Hamilton is currently doing uh, surveys, community surveys, to hear from residents as to how the center should look. So uh, we, we just have to hope and pray that uh, residents put in uh, their their hopes for the center, and that uh, by next year the center should be up and running. You mentioned uh, yellow vesters at City Hall. We've had other uh, uh, far-right or or racist actions, uh, not only in the city, but across uh, Canada. Uh, Certainly they've been highlighted in the United States as well. What's the level of concern among people in the the black community here in Hamilton, the Jewish community, the Muslim communities? Is there there fear? Is there concern? Is there anger? There's probably a lot of all of that, I I would assume. Yes, there's there's, um, uh, there's lots lots of emotion. 
um, and and I think, uh, uh, um, yeah, there's just lots of emotion. You don't know what to do. And like like I've said numerous times, these things happen everywhere. So whether it's in a public space or even when you go to work, right, there are things that uh, some people might say. They might find it uh, funny or think uh, they are trying to crack a joke or, or make... Um, uh, uh, some comments, but these are all things that add up to the uh, to the emotional toll that uh, hatred, racism, stereotypes have on uh, on, on on many residents uh, in in Hamilton. And are those uh, just some examples of some of the? Uh, incidents that would not be reported to police? You know, someone cracks a racist joke or makes a a remark that they think is funny, but obviously is not funny to the person it's intended to. Are those just some of the examples that police would never hear about? Yes, I think it happens in the workplace all the time, right? Like someone could use the the N-word if they go to HR and that's reported, what is HR going to do? Right, they they they, they might have uh, an anti-harassment policy, but then the policy just said we shouldn't harass people. <laughs> right, it doesn't say when this happens, what what's going to be done. Right, what's going to be done to the person that uttered uh, the racial slur, uh, and then how do you also address the trauma that um, the person is feeling? Right, so those are things that we 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 haven't we we don't take uh, stock in. So then, when now political leaders don't uh, uh, don't say anything or or traffic in stereotypes and rhetoric in in terms of immigration, xenophobia, Islamophobia, what have you, then people that make those jokes now feel emboldened and empowered to then take that to the next step. And that's what we saw happen at uh, Hamilton Pride, where violence took place and there was, uh, you know, inaction and and limited action from the Hamilton police. We have a couple more minutes with Kojo Dampney, manager of programs at the Hamilton Center for Civic Inclusion here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick in for Bill. We're talking about the latest national crime data for last year, which shows that uh, Hamilton on a per capita basis is the highest rate of police reported hate crimes in this country. You mentioned when, uh, you know, political leaders and a lot of people have pointed to Donald Trump as being maybe the ringleader of this when uh, officials of that stature don't condemn remarks or actions uh, from people who are uh, racist let's just call a spade a spade that you know people are emboldened to voice their opinions uh, they they throw the filters off and they have a go at it is that not the sole reason but is that a big reason why these stats are going up as opposed to going the other way Yes, I think it's it's one of the one of the reasons. It's not the main reason. It's just one of the reasons. Um, uh, that's why we're seeing what's what's going on. And the classic example, um, yes, every everyone seems to give uh, Donald Trump the the flashpoint. But even when he um, told the four congresswomen to go home, uh, even the prime minister from Canada didn't explicitly say state that that was a racist comment whereas angela merkel uh, the chancellor from germany said those were racist comments so those are are, are things that i think 
elected officials on all spectrums from all levels of government need to do so that it, it, it brings down the temperature of, of, of emboldening people to say uh, hate, hate-filled uh, language and then use that to incite violence and breach of peace and, 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 and uh, influence other residents in the city. So regarding the Prime Minister's comments to uh, what Trump had to say regarding the squad, quote-unquote, uh, the, the PM basically said this is not how we do it here in Canada, and Donald Trump's remarks are unacceptable. That's basically what he said. I'm kind of paraphrasing. But you want, you want to hear a stronger retort from the Prime Minister? Yes, and I think that by saying that we don't do things in Canada here, too, that's also a misnomer, right? This, 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 this country has... Uh, uh, a colonial history when it comes to uh, uh, indigenous communities. We've heard from the uh, had the, the report on missing and murdered indigenous women and girls, right? So, and then not not to also mention the history of slavery here as well. There's there's recent pictures of uh, KKK members uh, down Jane Street, right? So. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. I think the misnomer is that Canada is is a place where there's multiculturalism. None none of that stuff happens. If if we continue to tell ourselves that story, then this is why hate is allowed to uh, to breed in the city. And then when we have events that, uh, uh, issues like at, at Pride, then we we seem to be uh, uh, surprised. But then for equity seeking groups. We have known this. We keep on saying we need change. We need drastic action. When when I, when is this going to happen? Kojo, really appreciate the time. Good luck. Good luck continuing to fight this fight. We're here alongside you in that uh, in that battle, uh, and we'll talk to you down the road. Okay. Thank you very much. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.